Yeah, that is part of what I call the trilogy for success. It's gratitude. Welcome to Living to Be with your host, Raino Gevers, a podcast aimed to inspire you in becoming your authentic self. Life can be a topsy-turvy world of ups and downs as you deal with health, spiritual growth, and self-development issues. But from the day you were born, you are meant to become who you really are and to live your destiny. Lori Zaitz is the CEO of Zen Rabbit, an award-winning writer, speaker, and broadcaster, and a nationally recognized expert in using gratitude and meditation to manifest goals. She's on a mission to guide Gen Xers to a place of unprecedented passion, clarity, peace, and in rediscovering purpose. Now, Lori, take us... Um, on your journey where did this whole process start for you obviously you went through quite a transition process ending a 22-year marriage and reconfiguring uh, your life how did that all start yes reconfiguring that's a great way to put it <laughs> it, it really started six four years four years before I actually left the marriage and I was shutting down the first business, my first business. I had run that company for 11 years, couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to. So I decided to shut it down. And at that same time, not because of, but at the same time, my mom was diagnosed with an acute form of leukemia and she passed away only six weeks later. And so those, the, the intersection of those two events really gave me time or reason to stop and think, okay, how do I want to live the next 20 years? Like, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I've lived the last 20? And not that there was anything wrong with those first, those 20, but is that the path I want to continue on? And if it's not, what am I going to do differently? And that's what, that was the, the initial that is, that is such an important uh, question because I hear it so uh, often from our listeners who are mostly women, 40 and, and upward, in that phase in life where they're asking themselves, you know, I have so many years left, good years left, what am I going to do with those years? And obviously, uh, there, there's so much fear uh, to overcome, to transmute, and it takes it takes an enormous amount of courage to, uh, to, to, to do something entirely new. What advice would you give women uh, in that phase of life? Absolutely. It takes a lot of courage. That's right. So the first thing I advise people is to get clear on first, what are your, what, what matters to you? Because that often gets, we go on living life and we don't really pay attention to what is important to us. So there's a disconnect between what we might say is important, what we value, like friendship, for example. And yet you look at your calendar and you haven't made time to spend any time with friends in the past six months <laughs> because work and life has just gotten in the way. So then you have to go, okay, well, do I really value friendship or, or not? 
And if I do, then I need to rearrange some things to make sure that that becomes a priority. So yes, but so many people seem to be stuck in that uh, comfort zone, which mm -hmm. is in fact a very uncomfortable zone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And this is why my program is called F Being Fine. I don't know what, you know, if you have PG rating on this show, but <laughs> it's F Being Fine. My <laughs> podcast is called Fine is a Four-Letter Word because we go along saying everything's fine. It's fine. But that's not great. That's it, it's better than horrible, right? But exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but but it's mediocre, and that's not a place to live life from. Absolutely. Um I find it so so sad that um so many people seem to find that that um fine. Uh, compromise with life and then, yes. uh, so uh, I, I really am quite frustrated at times and uh, uh, you've gone through that pain of, of making that change I've gone through it I've gone through two divorces and uh, given up uh, an unfulfilling job and I would say now in retrospect thank God <laughs> so right it's it, it life can be so different yeah yeah well and that's the thing you touched on it's scary to take that leap. It takes courage because you don't know what's on the other side and you have no way of knowing. All you hear are these people saying, jump, jump, your wings will grow on the way down. And all you can see is the rocks below. And am I going to crash to my death? I, you know, figuratively. And <laughs> so we stay in this place because it is safe, fine is like that warm blanket on a cold night. Like, I'm just going to stay on the couch under here and be fine. And it, some people spend their whole life that way. And that's okay. Like if that, if you're okay with that and that's what you're, you're willing to accept. And like you said, compromise with, then, you know, that's, that's your choice. That's we, as humans have free will, you're welcome to stay there. And the reason you're feeling that pull to, to something greater is because your soul is always looking for growth. I believe that we are, our souls are designed to constantly grow and change. And that's oh, absolutely. I, I agree so much with you. I think uh, the whole of life is really becoming uh, who you truly are. And uh, so often we have to go through that pain, which is really telling us, you need to change something. You yes. need to reconfigure. Uh, something has to change. Uh, I often find those, those painful processes in retrospect, uh, it, it, places in life where um, th those were the greatest teachers. Um, but of course, it's easy to say, if you've, if you've gone through that, uh, and if you're still in that spot, not knowing what lies ahead, yeah, the, I, you're bringing to mind the analogy of a butterfly. And when it's in the cocoon, the, it, it has to fight its way out of the cocoon in order to blossom into a butterfly. And I'm not an expert on butterflies, but I've heard that if someone comes along and cuts the, the cocoon, the butterfly will die because it needs to fight its way out to become the butterfly. Like just letting it out is it, it's um, arms or whatever, it's wings are too weak. It doesn't 
build the strength by through the fight to be able to survive. That is such a good analogy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I tell people too, so take the risk and find the courage to do the thing. And you know, there's all kinds of ways to um, help build that courage, but know that it probably will get worse because that's the, the reason people are afraid. They're like, well, what if it's worse? Yes, it probably will be. Let me give you the truth. It probably will be for a minute and then it gets better. Now, I want to touch on your uh, uh, gratitude uh, ritual um, that is part of your whole uh, guidance and, and uh, mentoring process. Uh, what do you tell people, uh, what should they do to go into that feeling of gratitude? Yeah, that is part of what I call the trilogy for success. It's gratitude, connections, and courage. The gratitude piece is where we have to start. So it's a matter of looking around and seeing in your life, where can you find gratitude? Because no matter how bad it looks, a situation, a, a, a life, whatever it is, there is always that silver lining, if you will. There's always that shred of gratitude somewhere, somewhere. And if you can find that, that's a great place to start building. I always tell people uh, to, to start their day with uh, some kind of gratitude ritual or gratitude journaling, because so many people I know start their day first thing, they switch on CNN, they watch the news, or they flick through the smartphone, and that kind of puts you into that negative space for the whole day. Absolutely, it does. I just wrote a post on LinkedIn, or actually I did a live video on um, a few days ago on LinkedIn about people talk all the time about what is your morning ritual? And that's very important. Backing it up though, what is your evening ritual? So, because a lot of people are falling asleep with the crappy news on and it's going into your subconscious and that's what you're putting yourself to sleep with, or they're, they're on their phone up into the moment they close their eyes same thing, even if you're just scrolling endlessly on, on social media and, and you're not even seeing terrible things, it's just uh, your brain is overstimulated. And so I highly recommend starting your, your sleep habits with putting down the phone at least 30 minutes before you go to sleep, which is so difficult. Even if, I mean, I teach this and it's still difficult for me. Don't watch the news. I mean, really don't watch the news ever, but especially not right before you go to sleep. And I advocate listening to healing frequency music as you're falling asleep. That, that, that is such good advice. Uh, I think, I think it's, it's so important because we are so distracted today by these, these energies pulling at us from all sides. Uh, Telling, telling us how to be, how to live, uh, and then we lose perspective, we lose purpose, who we, re who we really are. Uh, yes. uh, I, I think that really is good advice because so many uh, sages do recommend uh, keeping a dream diary. And, and, and you're so right, if you, if you fill your, your subconscious mind with that, that negative energy, uh, how, you, how are you going to wake up the next morning? 
Exactly. So when you set yourself up for a good night's sleep, you set yourself up for a good day the following day. Absolutely. So um, this, this connection between, between gratitude and well-being and contentment, uh, I think is, is such an important uh, issue in, in making that, that transition to, um, let's say, a new life. Obviously, that would just be one, one starting point uh, mm -hmm. of a, a, whole, a whole new process that, uh, let's say, someone would begin with you. Yeah, well, and you know, there's a lot of science and research behind how gratitude, how being grateful, how being in this, this attitude of gratitude actually changes your physiology. It changes the way your brain is wired. It changes how you see the world. And this is why it's so important. You mentioned about the outside influences, you know, affecting your your brain how you're sleeping all of that is trying to rewire your brain to be how they want it to be they whoever they is <laughs> you know to believe what they want you to believe and practicing gratitude and meditation both are the ways that you take back control of your own brain and your own thinking and how do i want to see the world because when you think about it we live in a place where a lot of people are stuck in this circle of complaining and criticizing because it's easy to do. It's just becomes habit. That's not a nice place to live. Like it doesn't feel good. Certainly not. And, uh, right. When you come from this place of gratitude, that feels good because you're raising your energetic vibration. Gratitude and love are the highest energetic vibrations you can get to why wouldn't you want that yes indeed so what what type of uh, meditation do you recommend that's a question i i see i'm part of i'm really involved in health and fitness so i'm involved in several facebook groups that talk about health and fitness all the time and it always drives me crazy when i see people posting what's the best running shoe Okay. The best running shoe is the one that fits you. <laughs> There's not <laughs> one specific brand that works for everyone or one specific model that works for everyone. And I feel like it's the same with meditation. It's a matter of exploring what works for you. For some people, they prefer to sit in silence. Certainly, most of the times beginners can't do that very well, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but even after all the years I've been practicing meditation, I much prefer most of the time, I prefer a, a, a guided meditation or music or the combination. Um, there's just so many, some people can't sit still. So they do walking meditations or I'm they a do, great favorite of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting out yeah. in nature yeah. and getting out. Okay. So getting out in nature without your electronics, let's go back to that. <laughs> Don't take, and if you have to take your phone because, you know, for safety issues or whatever, don't, you know, keep it put away. Don't look at it and don't have, you know, podcasts playing and music or whatever it is. There's times for that. 
but just go out in nature and just observe the, the trees, the birds, the flowers, whatever it is, what can you hear? What do you see? Pay attention to that. Which is the reconnection with the, with the greater whole, mm -hmm. uh, where I find so many people are disconnected by being so engrossed with all this digital media, which yes. actually dulls your senses um, instead of awakening them. Right. Right. So, so if that's what you need to do and you can mix it up, it's not like you have to stay doing the same one all the time. Some people prefer to sit. Some people prefer to lie down. Some, some people prefer to do it in the morning. Some want to do it in the evening. Like it's really a matter of finding what works for you and exploring. So not giving up after the first time you do a meditation and go, well, I can't turn off the thoughts in my head. Guess what? Almost no one can talk, turn off the thoughts in their head. It's You're so right. Of, it's part of the practice, right? People yeah. are always telling me, well, I'm not good at meditation because I can't stop the thoughts. That's, that means you're human. That doesn't mean you're bad <laughs> so at meditation. True. So true. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's just important to, to, to stay at it, to, um, to stay in that learning uh, uh, process, in 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 that in that uh, mindset of uh, life is uh, a teacher, uh, and there's something new for me to learn every day. Yes. Uh, why do you think? Uh, um, what I'm, I'm asking this question more to uh, uh, all my fellow um, uh, male friends <laughs> who um, have such difficulty going into self-development it's i find most of my clients are women most of my listeners are women <laughs> why do men have such fear in uh developing themselves on a mindset level i have two theories about this one is they're they're typically afraid to ask for help and so they don't want because perhaps i'm guessing because i'm not a man but asking for help means that they are weak and, and that can be for either gender, um, really, that, that whole, if I ask for help, it means I don't know how to figure it out myself, so there must be something wrong with me, and that means I'm weak. So that's a hard thing uh, to, I don't want to say admit you're weak, because asking for help to me is a sign of strength. Like nobody can do this thing we call life on their own. I see these stories of self-made business people, self-made, really? Really? No, exactly. that's not possible. Yeah. It's, ab it's, it's absolutely impossible because even if you were raised by wolves, the wolves helped you. So no one yeah. <laughs> is completely <laughs> raised on their own and built, it, built whatever they have become on their own. Oh, that, 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 that term self-made man is so misleading, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and you yeah. just uh, struck a point there, admitting, admitting I need help uh, is so difficult for so many men, I yeah. would say. Uh, I think women have, uh, um, have a far easier time in admitting I need help, I need counselling, uh, I need guidance from someone who's further down the road uh, who uh, can help me in some aspect of life. I think for the most part, women are raised to be more collaborative. And so it's not such a big deal for them to ask for help because they have, they're used to uh, 
working in a collaborative environment. And so asking for help isn't that big a deal. I, th I think that's, that's really quite an important point, uh, this, this collaborative nature. Uh, I find so many uh, men who've gone through a job burnout, um, the last stage of that job burnout is often complete uh, withdrawal from friends, from family, from uh, uh, work colleagues uh, until that final break comes. Uh, where some uh, of these people are told me, thank God I had that burnout because that taught me um, I need to change things. I yeah. need to seek help. But do you have to wait until that complete breakdown? I think a lot of times people do, actually. They have to reach the bottom, that phoenix rising from the ashes idea before they can transform into something greater. It's interesting though, because I just started a new group program that I'm teaching and the majority of people in it are men. Wow. Yeah, and that was surprising to me too. That's well, that's really good news. <laughs> yeah, so we're, maybe, maybe they're making strides, y'all are making strides. <laughs> I think so, but I'm, maybe men are just a lot slower. <laughs> It's okay. Everybody runs their own race. There's no comparison. Now, um, uh, you you are um, CEO. You run a business. Uh, so, um, what advice would you give women, particularly who want to go their own way um, in business? Mm -hmm. We're talking about collaboration, and one of the most important pieces of starting or running a business that I've found is to find your, people call it finding your tribe. It's not, it, it's more finding your peers. So sometimes your tribe is like your ideal clients. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding a peer strategy group or a mastermind or whatever you wanna call it to help support you in those times when you're just, this isn't working, I'm gonna quit, I hate it. It's not, you know, because as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as even somebody in working in corporate, you go through these times where nothing seems to be working and you can't figure out how to move forward. And so you need that, that peer strategy group to give you that outside perspective. And, and these are people outside your normal circle of friends uh, yes. that, that guide you along the way. Uh, Right. People to who give you, are to give you feedback on your on your path. Exactly. People who are on the same journey, but at their own company, perhaps. So they're not they're not part of your team. And yes, they're not your friends because your friends have a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they do they are not unbiased. So a lot of times your friends, again, going back to feeling want you to stay where you are because that feels comfortable. If you're growing, that may look, make them look at and reassess where they are and that might be uncomfortable for them. So they want you to stay where you are. But a group of people who are all on the same, a similar path to growth, to building a business and having those people, not only to help you when the times are hard, which they always, there will be lots of hard times, also to help you celebrate your wins. Because again, 
Your friends are not always going to be as supportive as you might want them to be. I think you're touching on an important point there because uh, that, that um, circle of friends seeing you as a threat when you're making that stride forward, uh, mm -hmm. they would want to hold you back. Uh, and very, right. often, they, very often that holding back comes from close family members. Yes. Yes, family and friends, the, the most the people you think would be the most supportive of you are often not because what you're doing feels threatening to them. How do you find um, that mastermind group? How do you network with people um, in, in the business world who would um, uh, help and guide you? That's exactly what it is. It's about networking. So I love LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time, making connections and building relationships on LinkedIn. It's finding, often it's finding a coach or a mentor who has a formal program, a former formal mastermind program that you join. And that person is then the one pulling all the, you know, it's typically a small group, you know, let's say eight or 10 people together to build this, this peer strategy group. And you connect once a week, once every couple of days, or? Uh, it really depends on the group. I, I personally belong to a peer strategy group that meets twice a month. So um, uh, on Zoom, we're all over, all over the, I think most of the people in my group are all over the country in the US, but they could be from all over the world. It doesn't matter where your people are from. And everybody then can bring different perspectives to each other's problems. You know, you can't see the, what's that? The fish can't see the water that it's swimming in. You have to get that outside perspective to help you solve problems. Especially if that mastermind mentor comes from a completely different uh, field, uh, different sector. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and, and you can imagine that everybody in that group is going to have different perspectives because we're all different humans. So we're going to come at things differently and solve problems. Who was it that said you can't solve a problem from the same level that you created it? It might have been Albert Einstein. Yes, I th there's one, there's one uh, a great quote from, from Einstein, you can't do the same thing uh, over and over again, expecting a different result. <laughs> yes, the definition of insanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I would look to find somebody who is a business leader, somebody who, who runs those kinds of groups and look to have a good, you know, somebody that, that you like and respect and who is more successful than you are, uh, who's been on the road longer than you are? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Sometimes they don't necessarily have to have, have more experience than you. It's just having a different perspective and experience. Okay. For example, the, the person who runs my group is, is younger than I am, and, but has far more experience in sales. And he just managed to pull together this incredible group of women. It's all women in my group run by a man. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that um, is interesting. <laughs> but, but he pulled together this incredible group and it just works. So I had faith and trust in him because I knew him. Um, 
for about a year before I joined this group, I had faith and trust in him that he would be able to pull together a group. And so when he put it out there and said, hey, if I put this kind of group together, would you be interested? I immediately said yes. Okay. Now we could talk a long time, Laurie. I think we've touched on some important points. Yeah. Uh, what um, advice would you give our listeners? How can they connect with you? My website is zenrabbit.com. That's the name of my company, Zen Rabbit. And as I mentioned, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So find me on LinkedIn. Great. Thank you, Lori. It was great talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Living to Be with Rayno Gevers, a podcast aimed to inspire you in becoming your authentic self. Check out his website at RaynoGevers.com for more information on his books, retreats, and mentoring program.